Praise the Lord, everybody. Isn't God good? He is an awesome God, and I'm not going to sing. But, but if I was going to sing, but I'm not, I would just simply sing, God is a good God. God is a good God. If I had time to tell you, I would tell you. But he's a good God, and I honor the Lord today, and I give honor to the pastor and his absent, and to the first lady, and to all of the ministers, and all of the guests, and and even to, to my friends that came out, you know, I mean, all y'all my friends, but my friends that came, that came out, Marsha and Cheryl, they snuck up on me. Yeah, so, and I'm so grateful that they took out the time, because they didn't have to take out the time to come. And it's okay, if, it's okay, if it's okay with you, can I just talk to you today? Because I can't preach. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> but I was thinking um, of, and I was praying, and I was seeking God. I don't, you know, I just come to give you what the Lord has put on my heart. And like um, Brother Chris, you know, this is, if you don't realize, but this is our second sermon because he was just going on. I was like, just get, just say a scripture and you, I could get the altar call. Uh, so I want you, if you have your Bibles, I'm just going to go right to the word. And 1 Samuel 17, verse 10 and 11. I'm just going to read that just to expedite time, even though we're a little ahead of time, I think. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to ask you to stand for the reading of the word of God. And I, First Samuel, chapter 17, very familiar story, verses 10 and 11. I'm just going to read the two verses. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard those words of the Philistines, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. You may be seated. And just today for a subject I want to use for a subject, don't forget who you are. Don't forget who you are. And since it's Women's Day, I thought it would be appropriate if I can just talk to the women just for a few minutes. Don't leave, brothers. I just want to talk to the women. Since I'm a woman, I think I kind of know a little bit. Uh, we as women, we had the tendency to forget who we are. When we take on the different roles and responsibility as a woman, we get lost in relationships and we forget who we are. We're wives and we're mothers and we're godmothers and we're grandmothers and we're caregivers. And, and then we get lost, and within those roles, we still become other things. We become chauffeurs because we're picking up kids, dropping off kids. Picking up parents, dropping off parents. And then we become travel agents. Yes, we do. Because the woman is planning the vacation, planning what we're going to do for Christmas. Then we become event planners. Because ask your husband if you have one, where you going for Thanksgiving? He's going to say, ask my wife. So then we become event 
planners. Then we become unlicensed doctors, diagnosing stuff, ain't got a license. And then we become unlicensed therapists because we're listening to our friends and our, our girlfriends and, and we're listening to our cousins and our nieces and our nephews and we're trying to give them advice. So then we become unlicensed advisors because we're giving them advice. And then we become babysitters and housekeepers and cooks. And the list continues to go on and on and on and on. And sometimes we get to the place where people don't even know our name or don't even remember us. They just know us as the candy lady because she gives us candy. Or here come the praying woman because she always want to pray for you. They begin to call us by what they see. I was over at um, another church and I was visiting and I knew the young lady. And we were talking and as we were talking, her friend came up. And she introduced me. This is how she introduced me. She said, well, this is Gregory's mother. I said, hmm. Gregory's mother. So I kind of let that slide. You know, let that, I'm going to let that one slide. And then I was talking to another sister that I knew, Jermaine. And she's been knowing me for years. So another sister came up upon us that I didn't know. And she said, well, this is, you know, her husband, uh, Deacon Allen. He sees my soul for anchor. This is his wife. I said, Really? Sometimes people forget who you are. And sometimes we as women, we get lost in relationship and caring for others that we forget about ourselves. We forget about ourselves. A few more minutes, man. Let me give, you, give me a few more minutes. So women, I come to let you know, don't forget who you are. And then I started thinking about, well, who are we? I said, we're strong. We're devoted, we're compassionate, we're selfless, and we are courageous. And, and if I can um, borrow the words from one of my cousins, he said, girl, you something else. And then on top of that, we look good. And we sexy. Wasn't expecting that, were you? And we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And for um, the wives, especially if you are a Proverbs 31 woman, and I like what it says, your price is far above rubies. I don't know nobody that owns no rubies. Can't afford it, right? That's how you are. You are valuable. Not only to men, but to God. I want to let you know how valuable you are. You are so valuable that when Christ wants to send a redeemer, he came through a woman. Okay, y'all don't know the story. He went down to little Mary's house. He said, oh, oh, oh. He said, oh okay, I, I, Mary, you've got favor with God. Because what's going to be in you, what's in you, he's going to save the world. Look at Mary, carrying the savior of the world. Just a little virgin girl but she was a woman. So I come to remind you that women, you are somebody. And then for the single women, let me, let me just throw this in. This is for free. For the single women and you're waiting for a husband, you keep waiting for him. So God said when he finds you, he finds favor with God. 
I don't know where you can read that. What, what can you get that from? You can't even get that from the mall. When you find a wife, you get favor, Tyrone, you get favor from God. God said, look what you, you done found that woman. Now you got my favor. And who don't want to be a favor? So I want you, uh, and, and when I uh, was talking, when I came to the women's meeting, because I don't usually come to them, I don't. So when I came, because um, <laughs> Pastor kept asking me, I said, I don't come. I'm just being honest. Um, and then Mother Stanley got up, and, she, and he said, what do the women do? And I started writing down all the stuff, the baptizing and the feeding the hungry. And I, I, I quit writing. I said, y'all do all that? I said, I'm telling you, give your own selves a hand. Give yourself a hand, women. Yeah, that's what I'm telling y'all to give y'all self. Y'all don't want to give your own self a hand? But you are somebody. And that was free. Now y'all can tune back in, brothers. And now I look at the church and the body of believers. And many of us have forgotten who we are. The second, of the, the second coming of the Lord is, is, is soon. And the enemy, which is the devil, I think he has spoke to people and whispered in your ear and down your God that you have lost confidence in God. But I come today as a reminder. I send a reminder to you that if you have the Holy Ghost, You know, the Holy Ghost. And that's God inside of you. That's God inside of you. Think about that for a minute. He dwells inside of you. So when you have him, him inside of you, you somebody. Can I get an amen? And I, and I was thinking about that, and I went to the word of God in 1 Peter 5 and 8, and now, I didn't read it from the King James Version. I read it from a different version. It says, the adversary, which is the devil, uh-huh, it said he roams around like a lion, seeking whom he may destroy. He roams around like a lion, seeking whom he may destroy. In other words, he goes around trying to stop you and you, and you back there, and you, and all of us from going to heaven. The Bible said he comes to steal, and then kill, and then he just wanted to destroy you. That, the bottom line, he just wanted to take you out. But I come, and I remember, and I, and I was thinking about that, but who am I? Then I went to 1 Peter 2 and 9. It says, but you are a chosen generation. Let me start, let me pause right there. You are a chosen. What that means, Sister Kathy, I'm glad you asked. I talked to myself. That means out of all of the people in the whole wide world, God chose you. And you, and you, and you. He didn't have to do it. He said you're a chosen generation and a royal priesthood. Y'all all excited about Megan and Harry. Ain't nothing compared to God's kingdom. That stuff gonna pass away. But when you get with God, okay. 
a holy nation. That means I'm separated from sin. I'm holy. I can't do everything you do. Not you, Myra. I mean the world. Because I'm holy. A peculiar people. Now listen, let me stop there. Because that don't mean that you ran your dresses down to your ankle. And the man at work said, because um, y'all go to church and y'all wearing them hats. And I started thinking about New St. Bethel. I said, I ain't seen nobody in no hats. I said, why, they, why don't they wear hats? I said, what are you talking about, man? They don't wear hats at my church. But this procurator don't mean, Jennifer, that you all stuck up. Got the big cross on. Walking around like you somebody. Well, you is somebody if you say, but that's not what it means. That means, uh, let me put it like this. That means that when you didn't get the promotion, you still go to work smiling. That means when your husband is sick in the hospital like mine was, and people say, I said, just pray for him. And you go on out there and you sit down and read your book because you don't already pray the prayer of faith. That means when your husband walks up and leaves you with those kids, you hold your head up and you still come to church. And you still praise God. That's what that means. There's something about you that's different. Not the way you look and what you got on, but something about your spirit is different. And it said that you, that ye shall show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness. Somebody asked me, what does that mean? That means you was a sinner, didn't know who God was, walking up and down the streets, but then you heard the word of God. Well, I, I could just talk about me. I've been around the church since I was a kid just like some of y'all, but didn't get saved until I was a senior in high school. I went to the meeting one night. See, I got baptized when I was young, Shanique, but I went to the meeting one night, and my heart wasn't right, Marcia. And, and we say, something got a hold of me. I'm got a hold of me. The Holy Ghost got a hold of me. I better stop. I better not leave. Woo. I was tearing Jermaine. They don't do no tearing no more. You know, you know, Mark's how we used to tear. Everybody came to us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Because we was waiting for that infilling of the Holy Ghost. I was tearing. It seemed like I was just wasn't getting it. I got up off my knees and I went outside. I said, Lord, whatever it is that's stopping me from receiving you, Lord, take it away. I went back into the church. The preacher got up. He said, does anybody have anything to say? I got up out my seat. I came to the front. When he gave me the mic, Shanique, I went to say, pray for me. When I opened my mouth, I just started speaking in tongues. goes. And then somebody asked mama, uh, what, what's, what's going on? 
She said, I don't know, but she, something done happened. Because when you receive the Holy Ghost, you don't, we talked about it in Sunday school. When you're baptized with the Holy Ghost, everybody know. And I remember I went to school the next day. And I walked in the class. I, walked, I was walking in the hallway. I was late, you know, being up late with church. And I seen the lady that worked in the library. And she looked at me. And she said, what, what done happened to you? I ain't said nothing to her, Chris. And she said, you don't got a man. I said, I sure do. I said, I sure do. All right, y'all sit down. Yeah, I get to talking about the Holy Ghost. We're gonna be in it. We're gonna be. We're gonna be way somewhere else. But I know I got it. I know I got it. So you are somebody. And then John picks it up in John four, four, four and four. First John four and four. He said, "Greater is He that lives in you." He can't make it no more plainer than that, y'all. Than he that lives in the world. Greater is he that lives in me. Than he. Greater is he that lives in me. Y'all should be shouting by now. Greater is he. Okay, let me explain it then. It seems, seems like y'all don't understand what I'm talking about. Jesus lives inside of you. God's spirit dwells in you. So greater is he, talking about Jesus, that lives in you. So what you worried about? Why are you crying? You carrying Jesus inside of you? You ought to be telling the devil what you got. You got sickness. I serve the king, the king. He is the great position. What else you got? You got problems on your job? Tell Jesus he's a problem solver. What else you got? What y'all got? Because all I got to do is tell Jesus. All right. I think, y'all sit down. I think, y'all gonna make me think I ain't got but two minutes. I think, and I know, my husband went through all of that with his heart again. And we were talking. And I can look at him and knew he was discouraged. And I told him, honey, you gonna be all right. He said, the enemy is talking to me. You, we bind that spirit of the enemy. We bind it. Because we got Jesus. And whatever's going to happen, going to happen. Because God is in control of this world. Okay. I'm just... I just want to encourage you. 
I, 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 just, I just don't think you realize what you got. I, so the fact I don't think we realize who we got. I said, you don't realize who you are. And then you don't realize whose you are. Whose you are. Now I got to, is it okay if I summarize the text real fast? I promise you, I'm, I'm going to do it fast. I think here about the children of Israel. And Brother P, they were enemies with Philistines. And they were sitting there and they were in the valley of Ella. And the Philistines were on one side. And the army of Israel, which is God's chosen people, were on the other side. And every day, they would come out. And there was a champion named Goliath. And the Bible said he was, I think, about, I, I've read so many different versions, nine feet. But this, this is what I'm going to use for y'all can get a vision. He was about as tall as Chris. Chris, stand up. Chris, is he asleep? I said Chris. Oh, now you know he's short. He, he pointing at Chris Gordon. Really? And Chris, Chris, stand up. Come, come, come here. Come down if you don't mind. I don't know. Is Aiden here? Aiden, do you mind? Will you come? Because I don't know what kind of mood he's in. So, come on, Chris. Come on, Chris. If you would have known, you would have put on your shirt and tie, huh? Now, Chris, how tall are you? Six foot. Six foot. Oh, what? go. Come on, Greg. No. <laughs> I'm just playing. Come here, Aiden. So I want you to visualize this. So big old Goliath and little old Aiden, I mean David, stay right here. You might need some help, mama. And little old, little old David. So what happened was the army was over there. David wasn't even in the picture yet. Come back here. So big old Goliath came out and he's talking about, send me a man. And he started talking about our God. That's what he did. He started talking about our God. You don't let nobody talk about your mama and your God. That's two people they don't talk about. Your mama and your God. Everybody else, maybe. But your mama and your God. He said, send me a man. And at that time, they were run away. Because they were scared. And then what happened was, while God, God was working in the background. Ooh, I keep trying to tell y'all about this God. So he was working in the background. He was down at Jesse's house. Y'all know Jesse, don't you? Remember, God sent him down, Samuel down there, anoint me a king. And remember, he went and started pulling the oil on all the brothers. And Samuel, Samuel probably was thinking, I know God sent me down here. He said, is there any more? Oh, no, just one out there in the field. He's just taking care. Of. He's just a little shepherd boy. He said, bring him on in the house. Ooh. Brought him in the house. He got the oil, and the oil represented the Holy Ghost, Jesus. So he got the oil on little old David, and he poured it. And the oil started coming out. And let me give you, this, this is free for the ministers that's coming up. When David got anointed as king, 
he went back to the field. He knew. Y'all, y'all, don't leave, don't leave, don't leave. He knew he was going to be king. But he didn't get his briefcase, brothers and sisters. The Lord called me to preach. Now, he didn't do that. He went back to the field. So God was down at Jesse's house talking to Jesse. He said, David, come on over here, David. That's probably how David was doing, too. Because remember, he was just a little young boy. He said, listen, your brothers are down there in the battle with Saul. I want you to go down there and see how they're doing. Carry the cheese and check on them. All right? And that's probably what David said. David went down to the battle. And while he was down in the battle, checking on his brothers, how y'all doing? Daddy sent me down here. You know they didn't like him. You the youngest, and you anointed king. And the old, especially the oldest brother, Jermaine, I should be king. I'm the oldest in the family. And here goes David. And David heard Goliath. Come over here, son. And he heard Goliath. Send me somebody. And David stopped. Who, 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 he, who he talking to? And the other army, this is little David. We the army. Said, send me somebody. And David said, what, what, what did he say? What, who, did he say something about my God? What I tell you, your mama and your God. Right, right. Did he say? And they rehearsed it over in David's ear. And here go his brother. I told y'all he was jealous. What you doing down here? Well, daddy sent me down here. Who taking care of them little sheep? He said, those few sheep. See, he really tried to make it look bad. Who taking care of those few sheep? He said, what did Goliath say about my God? And they began to rehearse it in his ear. And David said, wait a minute. Did, did he just say something about my God? He said, I'll go. He said, I'll go. And when he said that, the army, you know, they got a little prideful. Went and told Saul, yeah, that's David, little old David, and big old you, Pete. That little old David, he going to go fight him right. for us. Instead of them saying, boy, you, you can't do that, they said, go on, boy. Where you going, David? Don't turn around. You're getting like the other army. He said, go on, boy. <laughs> he probably crying. He said, go on, boy. He said, Saul, David said, he'll go. Can you imagine? They forget who they were. Right, right. They were the army of Israel. Yeah. God's chosen people. They had won war after war. They went through the Red Sea. God gave them water from the rock. They were led by a pillar of a cloud. And now they're scared of a giant. Yeah. I know y'all happy, but it's just like us. We have forgotten who we are. We are the children of God. The king of kings. The Lord of Lords, the God of God, we are his children. So Saul said, you saw, because you, you, you sharp too. You, you, you got to be Saul. 
standing back while everybody else fighting. You got to be Saul. So Saul said, okay, David. And you're the captain. You said, okay, for him. Okay, David. Then he began to try on his helmet and try on his little guard thing. And this is what I like about David. David tried it on. Then David started thinking, and this is what I want you to do. He said, wait a minute. I can't use this. I can't, what? I can't use this stuff. And Saul said, what you going to do? He said, Saul, listen here. I was taking care of my daddy's sheep. He said, a lion came. And if you read the story, he said, the lion was in his mouth. He said, I went and grabbed his beard. I ain't going to do it. <laughs> yeah, he's shaking his head. Greg is 6'3". Don't play. He went and grabbed his beard. He said, I slew the lion. He said, then a bear came, giving his testimony. And he said, and I killed him. And I come to tell you, go back and remember the stuff God done for you. The devil say you can't do it? I said, well, he did it before. What you mean he can't? He opened the door before for me. He healed my husband before. What you mean he can't do it? Okay, I got to finish this up. And so David, Tonisha, so David said, I can't use that stuff. Because David knew who he was. He been, see, when you have been with Jesus, and you have experienced some things with Jesus, you know who you are. And David got his, his little bag, and he went by the water. And this is why I say, Jermaine, he went by the water, picked up five smooth stones. That lets me know you got to get baptized. And he picked them up. And, and, when he, and, and when you get baptized, you're putting on Jesus. So he picked them up. And he took them with him. Y'all don't. And so not only did he do that, and then he ran to the enemy. Because the Bible said resist the devil. And you know what that made me think about, Greg? We used to sing a song, Run and Don't Look Back. Run and Don't Look Back? The Bible said, resist the devil and he'll flee. And you know the story. He ran up, because I, I got to finish this up. So he ran up to the king and, and, and just laughed. Just laughed. He ran up to Goliath, and Goliath thought that was funny. Ha! <laughs> what you doing? You, what y'all doing? Y'all sending this little boy out to me? I'm Goliath. And that's how the enemy do us. That's how he do us. Like he's so big and bad. Yeah, that's how he do us. You send this little, come on, y'all. And David said, you come with me with these swords and stuff. He said, but what, I, I come with you in the name. Somebody, somebody said the name don't mean nothing. Somebody said the name don't mean nothing. He said, I, this is the Old Testament. I come with in the name. And, oh, my God. And so he, you know what he did. He put, he put the one rock, because it's one God. There's only one God. 
Okay, so y'all didn't know that. It's only one God. And God's going to show you that he don't need all this other stuff. You don't need, all you need is faith. You worried about something, all you need is faith. And then the scripture said about the size of a mustard seed. And if you put a mustard seed on this floor, you wouldn't even be able to find it. That's how small it is. And when he slung and then he killed the giant, hit him right in the forehead. He had on all that stuff. If I had time, I would preach another message, but I ain't. He killed the giant. Okay, I'm, I'm done. So when he killed the giant, I, and I want you to visualize this, he killed the giant, but that wasn't it. I think sometimes we're killing the enemy, but you ain't killing them. You're killing the enemy, but you ain't killing them. Y'all get it? You, so David took the enemy's sword. Look at God is something else. Took the enemy's sword and cut off the giant's head. So let me wrap this up. I come by to let you know that you are somebody. And the only reason why things are not working is because you forgot who you were. You forgot who you are. But I guarantee if you pick up this word and if you grab a hold of some faith and you begin to walk in it, ain't no mountain too high. Ain't no problem too hard. Ain't no sickness God can't heal. Don't forget who you are. Hallelujah.